I'm Dr. Sharon Dukes. And I'm Melvin Dukes. We're HBC graduates, proud educators, and most importantly, husband, husband and wife. wife. And you're listening to After School, School Talk, Talk Podcast. Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of After School Talk. Well, I'm your co-host, Mr. Dukes. And I'm your other co-host, Dr. Dukes. Dr. Dukes, what's going on? Everything, nothing really. <laughs> we are still waiting to get a president. Oh, I thought you were saying nothing, as in we weren't even recording. I thought you did something wrong. Oh no, 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 no. like you always do. What? I'm just playing. Thank you. But you said nothing really because we still have a president. You are absolutely right. But I mean, I'm. We find out what we find out. We had four years of, in my opinion, BS. Uh-oh. So what's four more days or four more whatever? But um, but yeah, we still don't still waiting on votes to come in. But I think that's a good thing because uh, that means a lot of people went out and voted. Number one, uh, a lot of people did uh, early voting. A lot of people did uh, absentee ballot. So you know, it's, it's a lot of voices that want to be heard out here. So I think it's a it's a cool thing. Though. But you know, we no, get we get results. We get results. I ain't yeah. tripping though. That's my thing. I ain't tripping. Yes, absolutely. Say I'm not like uh, I think the problem not problem it has been fun to at least have some laughter and relief through social media the memes the videos the um my favorite one right now is the guy using the brian mcknight song one you're like a dream come true i've seen that one two you ain't seen that one (laughs) you know that song right yeah three girl is playing to see i'll say he dropped the paper he's like oh shoot well no was all and he acting like he a Nevada voter. <laughs> I mean, a Nevada person telling the thing. Oh, so it's like it's taking you that long because you ain't going one. Oh, take the person. <laughs> and then vote. looking at then going, yeah. yeah. Now, so that, I ain't gonna lie, that Nevada thing just. I, now, I, Boy. I don't keep track of it. Like I'm constantly checking or whatever. But I know one thing. I was watching Nevada for about three days because every time I click and it seemed like it was still on seventy five percent votes in. I'm like, when y'all gonna get some more? Boy. Drop another one off so that number can go up and we get closer to the end. They was running like an old you know, Android. They running in Nevada. That was a trip. <laughs> and, and like still you said, loading. The, still the memes of, of Nevada and just means everything mm-hmm. uh, that people been talking about when it comes to the, the election results. I appreciate that. the people who I, we've said this before. We don't keep up with everything as in terms of really digging in into this connects to this connects to this yeah. connect and this is how this is happening right so as things are happening we'll take the time to go and say okay so let's figure out why that's happening mm-hmm. um cutest day ever my student assistant her this is her first election voting and she said dr dukes um i just um and she i'm like what like what's going on and she pointed to the screen with the uh with the map up mm. she was like why don't we know anything i don't remember it taking so long my mom used to vote like oh, we yeah. should know by now like during and she was going through this whole like freak out session mm. and then going through and explaining like the absentee ballots and now the process of counting through all of those plus you had covid some more people chose absentee it's just all these different things yeah. led into it but i appreciate the people in Georgia, acknowledging the work of Stacey Abrams in being able to flip Georgia Blue. Mm-hmm. That a woman who was defeated due to voter suppression made it her business to make sure it, that did not happen to, to, yeah, to happen somebody, somebody else. else. And, and yeah, that's, that's very important to, to recognize. It happened to her, so it was like, I don't want it to happen to nobody else. Mm-hmm. When she could have been like, well, it happened to me, I'm out of it, let me just stay in my mm-hmm. bubble and do whatever. Mm-hmm. But instead... She flipped the whole script on him. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to really get out here and do my thing. Really and truthfully, it probably has made more of an impact due to the defeat than when. Yes. 
Yes, mm, yes. Come on, Jesus. I ain't gonna say she did have more, but, but she really but is. Like more great. people are realizing, yeah. like your level nationally. Like in mm. Georgia, it was like this lady. She tried and yeah. she didn't win, and it wasn't right. But now it's like she, it, you really were like, okay, I'm about to stomp like a big elephant. Mm. Now we not <laughs> okay. That's how you. Because some people could have taken that and said, oh y'all don't want me. Oh oh, so you won't let me do oh, this. Like we've seen people say before, the government corrupt. You can't trust them. Ain't no point in voting. She could have took that route and yeah. just bowed out and just, yeah. I'm done with it. Yeah. I don't want nothing to do with politics ever again. My feelings are hurt. But homegirl yeah, hit the know. streets. So, <laughs> just like I said, we're still waiting. No, we yeah, just definitely still waiting. Definitely still waiting. Now, the other thing I want to say before we get started is a huge shout out to the Association of Black Cultural Centers. They just had their conference um a couple of weeks ago and it was you, what you were a part of that yeah yeah oh my another conference added to the list added to the list dr dude added to the list let's go it's baby jesus so hard. Let's go. <laughs> it was re- like number one the idea of the theme being virtually black the um graphics the promotion for the shirts the the panels the presentations everything was amazing uh funny part is that i was i served on two panels for that Mm -hmm. um conference the second panel we did was about podcasting and just giving tips and tricks and behind the scenes of what it takes to deliver a podcast i'll say this I, i didn't realize until talking to them for the planning of this panel that with after school talk we podcast a lot <laughs> which is great um when i said that we are every week they it was like come again <laughs> every week so some people do it once a month yeah. um some people go ahead and say we're gonna do these 10 episodes and they do 10 episodes for the year yeah. like that they do it by seasons like that so with us it's every week so that was definitely a oh yeah we yeah and you know what's interesting with that because we watch, or I don't even say we, but I know you watch podcasts a lot, and the people that you watch, they put out so much content where we look at ourselves like we just do one a week, oh, and they yeah. doing like two and three two and a three. day uh-huh. because they on different, their own different podcasts. It's like, oh no, they stay on the ground with this podcast stuff, but and then other people look at us and like, wow, y'all do one every week, but we looking like like Come on, light work, light work. <laughs> Come on, Melvin. Come right, on. This is why you my husband. Come on. Because I'm going to tell you why. The last question of that panel was, how do you measure success? And so, I immediately, I don't know what the other people said. Just be honest. I was, because I had a moment of me going, this has to be everything. That's that's that achiever in me that I didn't start it to be, hey, you know, you know how sometimes, sometimes I think people speak uh, really humble. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, we just want to get the word out there. And then I was like, no, this got to do numbers. Yeah. This this, got, this has to be recognizable by uh, nationally, internationally. Shout out to uh, our people over there with um, uh, the Staff Room okay. podcast okay. in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to be, some people use the term household name. Not necessarily a household name, but... Uh, I ain't gonna stop it from happening. Ain't, come <laughs> on, a recognizable name in the field of education, right? Right. That they, that they that you are at a school and you don't know about our school talk and you don't use that as either a resource or a stress reliever. Mm-hmm. Girl, let me put you on. Let me let me tell you about this podcast right here. So for me, like the measure of success is what we are about to hit ten thousand uh, downloads, but I want to be at like ten thousand per episode, right? 
So for us, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a push. And I try to let people know the biggest thing is it's free. You don't have to do anything to support us other than listen and share with others. Listen, like, share. Right. So that was that that uh, panel. But in the other panel, <sighs> did it with your boy Dominique Lester again. So were y'all talking about some hip hop stuff? Oh, you know, we was Absolutely. back in the trap. We was back in the trap. Back in the trap. And then Devontae was with us. That ain't making no better. Because the three of us together are some straight clowns. But... It really is inspiring to talk, have those conversations with people and bring a depth of, um, like, in, like the experience of others tied into this, this thing that just has been woven into our lives. Mm-hmm. So trap music and hip hop music, crunk music, all that, it's just been, it's been there. Yeah. It's been in the background. It's what we listen to. It's what we know. But to really go dig deep into it. So where we even got into this talk about um, what's the female role in the trap. And I was like, I want a panel next year. I'm going to put it out there. I want to be on the panel to talk about the female's role in the trap. Female role in the trap. Yeah, we got to do that. So it was fun. They were, they were hilarious, though. You know, they some clowns. You know, Lester already just... Clown. I'm sorry, I gotta ask. What is what? the female role in trap? Give me the short answer. Or oh, we gotta wait till you see we see you on that part on uh on that podcast. I say we make well let's we'll do an episode ourselves about it. Females role in the trap. We'll, we'll get Lester to come back on and be like, let's dig into that. Alright. Yeah. Trap queen. She's my trap queen. Anyway. Um, so that's a little did we that that was our small talk? Yeah. Uh, we all had a whole episode just on small talk. No, we didn't actually. Oh, okay. Just but you wanna go ahead and hit Hit these supporters. Um, but let's talk about our supporter real quick. Uh, talk about them. Or wait, just shout not, them out. Like you gonna go all the way into yeah, details. I didn't, I didn't mean to uh, talk about them. Well, anyway, okay. cut. At this moment, we want to show special appreciation for our podcast supporters: Bowtie Planners, the Cam K Way, the Skin Society, Marietta Smile Gallery with Dr. Michael Thomas, mm-hmm. Taste Buds, Nostalgia Clothing, Real Fit, and Distinctive Creations. Visit our webpage at www.therightseffect. That's the R I T E effect.com and click on podcast to visit our supporter section make sure you click on each supporter's logo and tell them we sent you yeah shout out to uh, dr michael thomas celebrating two years of practice in dentistry with marietta smile gallery absolutely i need to find his instagram page i need to follow him on instagram he makes all he like for a short commercial yes and like they do all these little like tiktok videos it is hilarious <laughs> La boy from thompson thompson georgia shout out to his sister masara all right so this week's episode, if you clicked on it, you see we are talking about Juvenile. Cash Money Records. Cash Money Records taking over for, for the 9-9 in the 2000. Yes. And we're going to take a moment to have a right moment. This is the right moment, R-I-T-E, and say, how does this tie into education, Dr. Deuce? And Tell Deuce? So, number one, we are in the month of November. Juvenile, who was the... Uh, I guess you say featured artist off of Cash Money released his debut album 400 Degrees 400 Degrees November 3rd 1998. 1998 yes so we are one in the a month of the release of that album also this gives you an opportunity if you were doing any type of you know lessons or conversations like we say we're trying to do those things that bring some students uh, attention to to students is that um, this gives you opportunity opportunity to talk about the history of Louisiana, uh, to talk about the creation of bounce music in, in Louisiana, to talk about the connection of the uh, bounce music era with global artists like Drake and Nicki Minaj because they were birthed out of this. 
you have to acknowledge this first before we even get to the Drake because Drake came from Young Money and Young Money came from Cash Money and mm-hmm. Cash Money is from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So it gives you a time that if you are, if it's history, if it's culture, if it's music, you can use this in November and tie it into your glass room. Bingo. Yeah. You like that, huh? It'd be a little tough to tie it into my math classroom. That's always the tough part. Tying it into the math yeah. curriculum. We ain't about to have that discussion, right? Well, we really mean, could, though. We really could, but we ain't about to have that discussion. Because I, yeah. I think, um, you know, some listening to uh, Two Dope Educators, Two mm-hmm. Dope Teachers podcast, and hearing how that teacher who was a math teacher says, like, I just, you know, five minutes touch on it or something like that. Like, just yeah. maybe carving out a time for it. I know it's COVID, but if it wasn't a COVID error, I think about there are a lot of ways that you can tie in um, New Orleans and then give them this. So if it's you serve beignets to the whole class, like they get to eat those beignets. Ben- I'm so I'm listen. Don't you don't you judge my southern accent because I don't know how to say that word. Sorry, say I ain't never. It's the same thing. Beignets. Them th- them fluffy things with the, <laughs> with with the, the powder, powder on it. <laughs> I'm about to call them she croissant can't slash, slash croissant pancakes things. Mm. a cake. That's what it is. No. Anyway. Okay, anyways. So those, you may want to serve your class. Those, you may have, uh, if it's the Mardi Gras season when you do it, you may have the Mardi Gras beads. Mm-hmm. You may use the beads in some type of math thing. I know as it gets it gets harder when you're in a high school math level versus elementary because yeah. it's really easy to say, let's count the and do all those kind of things. But just something to just add some flair to the class. Your okay. lesson for the day could be titled something that's New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about why I'm, you know, why I'm talking about New Orleans for this weekend, blah, blah, blah. That's true. Yeah. Always finding a little something, something. Yeah. So we're going to New Orleans. Okay. Ariel, I'm going to try to have the whole accent. It ain't going to work because Augusta going to come out about it. She tried it and it definitely does not All work. I know how to say is buffet. That's it. That's your go-to, right? That's now. my word. That's your go-to. I would figure out any way to make Ariel say buffet. <laughs> when I was in college, I just wanted her to say buffet because it's the buffet to us. Okay, so this is the fun part is that Netflix has the hip hop documentary mm-hmm. for. Hey, I thought about this before. Hold on. Maybe it would be helpful too, as everybody keeps pushing us to do YouTube, Lord Jesus. But that on the Ride Effect page to have um like notes if you listen to the podcast. So mm-hmm. like I can put the links there. Cause like right now you can't really add the links on stuff. But they can go look at the Netflix documentary. So Netflix has a documentary covering a large span of hip hop. And so there is one episode dedicated to each episode dedicated to a different group. Yeah. But we had an episode that's dedicated to New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. What I appreciate about that is we really start prior to the million dollar money making era of hip hop in New Orleans. Does that make sense? You know how you can start with Lil Wayne? When he was rich. Yeah, and yeah. it's like and that ain't the beginning. That's not the beginning. Yeah, I need you to way before that. Right. Yeah. So in the documentary, mm-hmm. they start off with the acknowledgement that new orleans has a unique culture when it comes to funerals Mm -hmm. and that they will start off somber and almost parade like a somber parade like to the graveside and everybody's Mm -hmm. saying that but once we get past this graveside they do the second line Mm -hmm. which is the turn up Mm -hmm. like yeah we're gonna play this music and da 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 and how the 
the cadence of a second line band became something that started being used in hip-hop music and the dj started figuring out how to manipulate that onto them 808 drum beats and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and that's how we get to okay we're creating this bounce music mm-hmm. okay so you get to the is what's interest was interesting to me I don't remember, though Juvenile came up and I felt like everybody knew the Juvenile album that was real popular, Bounce Music, I I know you ain't never heard of it, you ain't even have a radio, Mm-mm. Poe Baby. Don't do that. I'm sorry. But for like for those of us that were like into music, I don't ever remember anybody even saying about that. You know, I mean, because it was that their culture thing, it was... It was in New Orleans. Like, in the, in it New went Orleans. on popular radio and yeah, like that, full forward, downhill. Moving out the city like that. So it was only in New Orleans where you knew about bounce music. Then the other thing is we were getting Miami music, if you wanted. Because, keep in mind, bounce music gave you twerk music. So they were twerking. Like, they, they literally talk about how they came up with the word twerking and all that kind of stuff, right? So we twerking out here in New Orleans, mm-hmm. but we coming from the booty shake era of Miami Bay. So we were getting the Uncle Luke and all that kind of stuff. Where were Jaiway? And the only I said it, you said Miami and, uh, uh, what'd you say? The booty? What'd you I don't know. Where you just... <laughs> But then it, it popped in my head. I hear my mama or some older person saying gyrate. You doing all that gyration. Where did that word come from? <laughs> what old person came up with gyrate? Because I don't remember that being that word being a part of hip hop. Booty shaking, twerking, gyrate. Like where did that word? Do, hey, do, do y'all did y'all parents ever say gyrate? When y'all was growing up, did you you ever hear an older person say gyrate? You over that gyrate? <laughs> I can't gyrate. What do you what? Your mama said gyrate. You never heard that before. I've heard it, but not, none of my parents have never said it. My that? daddy called rap music jungle music. So what? Mm-hmm. I mean, what is jungle yeah, I, music? Yeah, that was a random thought. I'm sorry. <gasps> um, so yeah, we had my... But no, the thing about New Orleans was there was no... Uh, I, I almost want to say outlet. Not outlet. That's how I want to use Um, But there was no reason for the world or the, the... Yeah, the world to know about music from New Orleans because... It wasn't moving outside of New Orleans like that. Do you think it's because also because sometimes controversy is what will push something? Uncle Luke came out in the two live crew and nasty, and it was all you know all these parental advisory. Yeah, put you push, yeah, so push the envelope. right. So now it's like, what is this music? Mm-hmm. And people down in New Orleans, well, let's leave it like this: twerking mainstream is Molly Cyrus. She put the word twerking on, on onto white culture, so they're thinking like, oh, that's twerking oh my gosh baby they've been twerking out there like that's not a that's not a new word we've been hearing that in in mute like we heard it too short said it whoever said it so it's like that's not new to us but once she got on mtv and then there's like this oh a gasp what are these girls shaking their rumps Mm -hmm. then yeah boom so i think that might have been another thing like it's in oh yeah over there too but i i I wouldn't say that was the thing that pushed the word no i didn't say that No, no 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 not that no wait hold on what you saying say that again I, I, you you brought up uh, Miley Cyrus with twerking and stuff like that. What what you were saying about her? Like, you know, Miley Cyrus, because of her mm-hmm. use of twerking in her songs and putting that on, it ended up in a dictionary. Okay. Like, twerking became a, it like, bling bling. Now mm-hmm. it's a word. Mm-hmm. But it's always been a word in our culture. Y'all are just getting here. Yeah. 
Okay. That's that's a part of the divide between her and black culture. You came on, you want to twerk, you want to make your money and do stuff with Mike Will, and I don't know. And all of a sudden, it was like, this is too much for me. I want to go back over there. <laughs> no, that's funny. Oh. That's funny to think about. Yeah. So, no, no, no. We always been on this. So, New Orleans, look at us with bounce music. Like, we always been on this. This is what we've been doing, right? Yeah. So, introduction of bounce music comes. You have a popular DJ whose son also is into the music. And that's that son is named Manny Fresh. Mm -hmm. So, we get Manny Fresh. And Manny Fresh teams up with Birdman. And then we get cash money. That's that's the that's the short version. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what's funny to me, looking back, 400 Degrees came out when I was in the... 7th grade. Was I? Yeah. Or 6th grade. Huh? Mm-hmm. November. 98. November of 98. Yeah. So you... 7th grade. 7th grade, yeah. I was in 8th grade. Anybody ask you what grade you was in? I knew you okay, were just... behind me. <laughs> Duh. So it came out then, but it came out during the... um. What we'll call the Walmart CD era. Mm-hmm. So it was a clean version. Definitely. Yeah, of everything I saw. But the the moment the video dropped was when everybody went crazy mm-hmm. about this album and this new artist. Juvenile, we talked about this with Dominique. Juvenile's first video and single, Ha, was so gritty and... Um, unfamiliar, especially for us in Georgia, that I think it was intriguing. Yeah, definitely. It was something new and different. Now, yeah. Granted, I can't remember what the video looked like, but I'm I'm picturing what a lot of videos from New Orleans uh, uh artists look like. Um, but yeah, it was something different. Like that that one we what we were used to, that ain't what we saw on TV on the regular. So we got a, a, a different city putting stuff out there. Yeah, I'm I'm watching. I'm paying attention. And it got a different sound to it. They don't talk the way we talk. They don't talk the way sure we talk. Everybody, everybody was looking at it like that. Look, look. Sir. What? your friends, huh? What is what? The goals on the front top row. We in the hood with Lamborghinis. He got a snake around his neck. You ain't scared, huh? You know how to play, huh? I know you ain't gonna let somebody really punch you, huh? Let it punch you, huh? Bring it right here, huh? You know it was you we you going through so many different images. That was 33 seconds. Mm-hmm. I done seen an ambulance, I done seen somebody get arrested, I done seen a, a yellow Lamborghini in the hood, I done seen little kids just standing out in the projects and mm-hmm. stuff boarded up. It, a man standing by the phone with a snake around his neck. Mm-hmm. Is this is this New Orleans? Because when I see it on Essence Fest, it don't look like that. <laughs> right, that's the part of New Orleans you don't see. Um, and it's definitely about perspective too. Because my thing is, I can, I can, you almost see uh different cities or different hoods or however you want to put it in those images. So it's also about your perspective and what you know about quote unquote the hood. Because I'm pretty sure it was people from Augusta that looked like, oh, that look like like our block. That look like, like our, our block. block. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's definitely a perspective thing, too. But I think because it's a, it's not familiar to you as in that city, but you, based upon your experience, your city, you realize, like, there's a place like that looks like right. mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Yes, that makes sense. That's exactly it. That makes sense. You can see it. What I pictured from New Orleans, even in 98, was I know the football team. 
I know uh, the Music Fest. I know the the Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. That's all I know about New Orleans. Then I see, oh, it's, a, it's some rappers from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they going mainstream. They got videos on BT. Mm-hmm. Oh, they from the hood too. Oh, the hood look like the hood that I'm from. Like I'm from. <laughs> oh, it's a part of New Orleans that's just like what it is. Okay, now I'm into these boys. They, they just like me. They just like me. They just like me. And it's crazy because they came out after the Master P era. So we know Limit Soldiers yeah. and all this kind of stuff. But I don't think. Even with no limits, it, even with them, they they're uh like when you think about their videos, they was on showing the the high life or the the money and the and the the girls and the, the yeah. stuff like that. These boy right here was like, no, nah, we taking it straight to the street. <laughs> now <laughs> we're gonna pull streets. up in the Lamborghini, but we're gonna take it straight to the street. The Lamborghini's gonna be parked in the middle of the project. Right. <laughs> oh, that you're right. And then I and is it just me? I don't remember. Okay, so I remember Master P make him say on video. Mm-hmm. I remember somebody some song for me. That one. My best friend's gone. I really miss my homies. Mm-hmm. Master P No Limit videos definitely came off more movie like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still the shocker videos. Everything mm-hmm. was like, you know, they in the electric chair. And then, mm-hmm. and then like I say, they come out, it was way, yeah, it was gritty. It was gritty. So that yeah. made, because I was about to say, like, well, why we ain't feel like that with No Limit? I mean, same area, exact like same exact projects, same area, but we 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 didn't go to the project to shoot the video. We, yeah, we were trying now, to. Now we might have went to the project, but we went to the the whatever. Like what was the video where they was in the gym? Um, make them say uh, make them say uh. That with the yeah. tank in the yeah, gym yeah, yeah, and all, and everybody got yeah. on the matching, matching basketball yeah. mm-hmm. and the mascot come out. Yeah, his right. stuff was more video like, mm-hmm. like new movie like, yeah. movie like. And then they want to give you like, and I want you to see my hood. Mm-hmm. I want you to see where I'm from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Mia X brought this up in the Mia X is the one of the female rappers from No Limit. Uh, I didn't realize one now she's a professor. Two, I didn't realize when her album dropped, it went number two on the top 100s behind Celine Dion. And she was like, he ain't no way in the world you can complain about being number two behind Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. Like, do you understand? And I was like, this is what I mean by you. We really do not talk about female hip-hop artists properly. Mm-hmm. We do not. To think that you have a artist who is number two on the charts behind Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever talks about me. Is. We go to straight to Nicki Minaj, uh, now Cardi B, Look Him, Fox Brands. Like, this is... It's like, oh, that's it. And then if you want, then they'll jump back and go to like Queen Latifah and them areas. We don't get into the mix of them other ones in between. Mm-hmm. Anyways, hold that. But uh, she was saying how that video came out and I don't know about anybody else, but I sure looking at the person across from me can say it had an influence in your life is that once that video dropped, everybody had on Jabol G's and some Air Force Ones. Oh, absolutely. And I said... Well, I be John Brown. That's what y'all get. That's what y'all got that from. You don't even know that's what you got that from. It just hit. Like, yeah, yes. That that was that yes. was definitely what popped off next. Jabol jeans, preferably three sizes larger. No, than no, no, no. Jabol jeans on. that were your size. They were made big. That's what it is. It's just like your if you buy clothes right now. If you buy take your that size deep right breath. Now, come on, take no, that deep listen breath. Listen to me. Okay. If you buy your size right now, they're gonna come fit it because that's the style. Back then, you bought them your size, and they were big because that was the style. That's it. It, it had nothing to do with buying them sizes okay, big, so bigger. You, that's that's for jeans. You're reserving that for jeans because I can get it. And t-shirt don't lie. And t-shirt the lie. Went to Foot Locker and got uh your size t-shirt. So you gonna tell me the three XL shirts that you used to have was your I was size? 3X size you boy. Was I was three X. I was. You were nine. That's what I thought. <laughs> 
I wasn't buying them too big. That was my size. You, sir, sir, you could have worn extra large. My back thing then. is, we actually wore extra. Now, now we didn't flip the script of clothes. We actually wore extra long tees. Like you wanted your t shirt to be down to your knees. Yes, that is stupid. That's like <laughs> when they dropped the picture in the family group chat. Y'all at Six Flags. I was like, hey, close. All I could, all I could see was between your socks, your socks and your shorts, and, your shorts. and it was, was like about an half inch, an inch. <laughs> of skin. Mm-hmm. Y'all clothed your shirt. The sleeve of your shirt was below your below elbow. Your elbow. But your again, t-shirt was below was, your waist. Your shorts was all like more like flood pants, as we would say. But again, that was the style, though. It wasn't. It had nothing to do with buying them too big. You bought them. That was that was the size you wanted. That's what you wanted. Yeah, that was the size you you was wearing. And you let like say, but you look at the videos and what was out there. And then the other thing is, you bought all your clothes like that. Your suits look <laughs> like that. Like I, I remember somebody was pulling up a picture of uh. A basketball players getting drafted from you know the late nineties and stuff like that, and I what in my mind I'm seeing Carmelo Anthony with this long, long big old suit on, like that. You want right. all your clothes to look all like that. your clothes, not yeah. just your 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 play clothes or your run around clothes. Mm-hmm. All your clothes. New daddy talk about them wide leg. You know, I like the wide leg. I'm like, yeah, big. That's that's, that's what y'all used to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, that's that's where them jabos and white tees. Yeah, that's where it probably came from. Watching them, watching them do that. Yep. Because so I, I remember ninth grade, that's when everybody, ninth and 10th grade, that's when everybody really started wearing um, Jabos. Because it's interesting, you got, the album came out in 98. Mm-hmm. I don't know when the video was released, but the influence of it carried over because we, listen, I had that album. <laughs> I had, I like, I still have the CD of it, right? But it didn't click in my mind how long that album lasted as your go-to album mm-hmm. because I didn't realize back that ass up was on that album. Mm-hmm. So you got to think, what does he say? Cash Money Records taking over for the 9-9 nine, nine and the, the 2000. 2000. So this, you technically came out at the end of November mm-hmm. and you talking 98. about you about to take over, yeah, of 98 and you about to take over for the 9 and see that, and it went until that song dropped that it was like, boom, everybody gets knows what it is. This is the big song. Even now, it is a big song, but you ain't. I didn't even realize like that was on your debut album. Speaking into existence, bro. Said that we. That's what we gonna do, and we still saying in twenty twenty. Yes, taking over for the nine nine in two thousand. <laughs> you can still hear somebody saying that. Yeah, so that came out. So that song obviously <clears throat> wasn't released. Well, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, now I really realize what you're saying. Said that he said that on the album back in ninety eight, and he actually said it before that. Yeah, because you had to record. Yeah. Boy, you better preach that Dropped the album in 98, came out with them other songs, 99, and probably came out with them other songs late 99, going into 2000. Going into 2000. Yeah. If you look, I'm going to look on the, pull it up. Looking on the album, one thing that, like we said before, they had skits on this album, which I really, truthfully appreciate, and I, good Jesus, Mm -hmm. people got to get back into that. Um, They won't. They won't. Yeah, you're right. The ones that I remember being on the radio was High. Um, the remix of High. Back that ass up. The, and, um, oh, I love After Cash Money Concert. That was one of my favorite things. But the uh, other thing was um, 400 Degrees. The title of the album and the song on the album. 400 Degrees is a popular band song, especially yes, HBCUs. Band song. For real, for, for real band song. If it, matter of fact, play this for y'all right now. Y'all can get the taste. So the regular four hundred degrees song, which we know kind of goes, you know, 
little something like this. This. You see me, I eat the lips and so we hear in the background that dum 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 that sound effect. You better hum it up. So now let's get into let's get into more Brown. Let's get into some more Brown. Let's get to some more Brown. Same sound. Same sound. Same sound. Got fan? It, well, you got all the bands. You can literally go through and watch Winston Salem, uh, Clark Atlanta, Fam. You, everybody. A, a I think that was definitely a go-to for uh for bands. Um, maybe didn't play it on the field or whatever. You didn't have a field show with the song, but you definitely it was definitely one of your turn up. We in the crowd. Hey, your time to turn up. Let me hit. Yeah, <laughs> let me, yeah. It, it wasn't was that flight of the bumblebee. Crazy and crazy. <laughs> Here we go. Tying it in the education. That song and hey in the middle of the, mm-hmm, right crucial conflict. I remember having a conversation with the band kids at school who did not know those were real rap songs. Absolutely. The, no, these are real songs, children. Y'all are playing the songs we listen to. They're like, really? Oh my god! Yes, let's let's go let's go and have a little lesson on this. So especially music teachers, you can absolutely use this because the beauty of that is we hear the beauty of listening to a HBCU band recreate the sound of a of a of a hip hop song with the instruments is magic. Yeah. Pure magic. Yeah, Pure yeah. magic that they can do that. And that is now a song that's played in 98 is a song that bands from high school to college bands still play now in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. The influence of Juvenile himself um, is a thing that I think gets overshadowed because we now have jumped into the young money. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. We definitely, you see people paying homage to, um, now really and truthfully, to Master P and understanding his influence. I think they do need to do a whole lot more for those who are in bounce music and in that era. Big Frida, all of them. Big Frida. Big Frida, baby. Um, but you, you, you recognize those influences are now in Beyonce songs. Mm -hmm. They are um, in, in, like we say, in band, in mainstream pop music, those same influences. But I think that initial group of with cash money of really understanding the genius of Manny Fresh and using Juvenile as the kickoff is it needs to have more recognition for that mm-hmm. because <laughs> you ever think about on on. Back that ass up. All Wayne said was drop it like it's hot. Drop, drop it like it's hot. See me, man. Drop it like it's hot. That's all, that's all you're going to get to say, baby. Because at the time, he was probably like 14, 15 years old. I was going to say, at the time, he was a nobody. Right. <laughs> and then he that's gets he gets, he in with Hot Boys. And yeah. he'll throw his little couple things on track. But I can absolutely say, even watching Bling Bling, because he had the very last verse on Bling Bling, I think. Watching even then, never thought this little boy would be the one mm-hmm. that goes on to be the 
millionaire hit maker of this and then right. bring us Drake and Nicki Minaj. Right. So when you having these conversations with your students, you can go, okay, so you listen to Drake music? Let's go back. Let me tell you how we got all the way here to Drake. Let's take it back. Right. Absolutely. Now, Wayne... Uh, then fell off the rocker uh, here lately, but that's another conversation. Jesus. I said, boy, you better make me take you out of my hour. And, uh, wait a minute. I won't do this. I'm not going to take you out of my favorite rappers category yeah, that's, but different. that's different that's yeah. a that's a body of work i'm looking at the music da, da, da. but you on common sense and common sense Mm-mm. we had a zero baby he ain't doing too hot in that category at all Kanye. <laughs> oh no. Kanye, who got sixty thousand votes oh, but this what somebody said though babe somebody stood in line to vote for him yes you stood in line to do that I, well, maybe they'll see the thousand did after T ballot, mm. and maybe they were voting for the local stuff. Then they was like, eh, "I vote for Kanye too." Maybe that's what it was. Maybe they thought they was like voting for a new album. Oh, oh yeah, I want to hear a new album from him. I want something. Wow. Also, I feel like it's super shady that Kim Kardashian <laughs> says nothing about that. You know that's some time foolery. Straight foolishness. So you think it's like she a... She had a conversation with him that, babe, you, this ain't what you want to do. And he, with his strong-minded self, said, no, I'm doing it. Boom, 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 boom. And she said, all right, go ahead. Do your... Go ahead. Just do, do everything. I ain't, I ain't supporting it, but go and do it, boy. Bro, why you talk about elections? You remember, who was the dude running and he had <laughs> Juvenile come to to the um to the rally? Who? Bro, yes! It was a dude. It was a white guy running for... Not for president. Or was he running for trying to get a president, like trying to get on the Democratic? This was back in. No, I'm about to pull it up for you. Nope, nope. Because that ties into the election. Look how I didn't tie all this together. Yes. Um, What is, what should I say? Like rally with juvenile, or politician with juvenile? I've not heard this at all. What are you talking about? Man, please, you gotta think about it. Um, Ellen DeGeneres for her comedy special came out to it. Presidential candidate, what's his name? Steyer? Yeah, Steyer. Look, right here. Getting it. Yeah. Is he from New Orleans or something? Like, what was the connection no. with him having you now perform at a rally? No. And nah, this was this was in February. Wow. This was in February 2020. Knew nothing about that guy. Yeah, Tom Steyer. Knew nothing about that guy. And guess where the rally was at? Where? South Cat, baby, right in South Carolina. Huh. Mm-hmm. 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 No, I knew nothing about that guy. Well, Juvenile, you... You had your uh, 
At a, hey, he still at a, at, a, at a rally. At a rally for a presidential candidate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, man? but I think made that, it big, didn't yeah, it? and then you got to think Ellen DeGeneres used your song for her stand up show, so you get the residual checks from that, or whether or not you got an upfront um check to do that. Mm-hmm. So he's still getting paid off of this four hundred degrees album. Oh, yeah, Ro- he's still making money now. How they say it, irregardless. Not not necessarily the same kind of money, but he's still making. He's still making money yeah. off of it. Yeah. Now, of course, we can go in and go into the details of the Hot Boys and listening to different songs and all that kind of stuff, but. We got things to do today. We do. Absolutely. We definitely got shirts to make. That's for sure. <laughs> we got we got orders to put up. Got other things to plan for. Things to get ready for work. All of those good things. I want to, on the next episode, we are going to reflect on the movie Soul Food and family dynamics during the holidays. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a good one. Because you know what? We all never acknowledge this movie Soul Food is good, but that thing be full of tr- drama. And a lot of Thanksgiving dinners be full of drama. A lot of family gatherings be full of drama. Depending on, yeah, depending on how big the family gathering is. You yeah. Too many, of, too many of the wrong people at the family gathering. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some situations. It's going to be a problem, right? All right, you guys, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. Follow. At After School Talk. Bingo. Follow us on Twitter. All those good things. If you don't know where to follow us at, go listen to another episode and you'll find out. <laughs> there you go. I'll we'll see you. y'all next time. Peace.